Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Without waiting any longer, waiting on Kevin Hoopscoop McPherson. Kevin, I am waiting. We have a all 13 listeners out there are waiting. <laughs> they are with waiting. Bated breath. With bated breath, waiting for you to make all of your announcements. So the floor is yours, Kevin. <laughs> well, you know, it's been quiet since April 17th in terms of additions. You know, Arkansas had five commitments out of the portal, uh, backcourt players, uh, in a two-week span, April 3rd through the 17th. Now, there's been a lot going on, just not commitments. Since that fifth and final, or last commitment, it won't be the final, L. Ellis on the 17th. After that, Arkansas had two players go on the portal, which freed up two more scholarships. And so we don't count Jordan Walsh and, and Debo Davis as part of the scholarship number because they're in the NBA draft pool. And, and if and when they decide to come back, then you, you, you know, you've got two openings and perhaps, uh, you know, that currently you have two openings um, that could obviously be, used for not only players that might be returning, uh, but also additional players out of the portal and or someone working uh, that's been recently has decommitted and is, would not be a portal player, uh, but it's a, the number one player in the, in the high school ranks, Ron Holland, who decommitted from Texas, and, but did sign up national over intent uh, back in early November, so there's a process there. Um uh, you know, so uh, there's there's different ways Arkansas can go about finishing. Now, I do think Arkansas is going to end up uh, with at least two more additions to fill those two spots. That could be some combination of returning player, portal, perhaps a Ron Holland, um, and as many as three. You know, um, and, um, so there's different combinations to get there. With two openings, if it is as many as three, that means someone either currently committed out of the portal, or of the four that are on the roster as retention players, players coming back, someone would have to go. Um, but as far as anything, you know, laying out the cards and breaking anything, I've been saying for a while that it would be quiet, and it has been, and that's going to be the case again, it looks like, unless something changes and something can be pushed up and, and happen quicker right now, what I'm told is we there, there's nothing in the near future Put it that way. Um, and what else is interesting, guys? And you know, I'm sure you, we can talk about a lot of things. But aside from that, you've got five players. It's unprecedented from the Razorbacks team last year that are in the NBA draft. And next week starts the NBA draft combine. I talked about this last night on my uh, YouTube live that I did with Hogville Ned. But Arkansas's four four of those five players have been invited to the combine. They will have varying levels of participation because there's competition, there's measuring, uh, uh, agility testing, uh, interviews, and so there'll be some varying levels of participation. But Nick Smith Jr., Anthony Black, Ricky Council IV, and Jordan Walsh will be participants. It's usually 60 to 70 as players invited. You know, your NBA draft is two rounds, up to 60 players this year. It's only 58 picks because of the uh, some teams that got into trouble, naughty time, double secret probation. It's only 58 picks. 
But it gives you an idea how well thought of those Arkansas players are that four. This is all unprecedented. Arkansas's got a chance to have the first time ever two play, you know, multiple players taken in the draft lottery. There's a lot of stuff, but that combine starts next week. Arkansas, by the way, did not have a player invited to the G League combine. That will start a little earlier next week, and then it bleeds into the main combine with some of the players in the G League combine who perform well being invited to the bigger NBA draft combine. If that's not confusing, uh, we'll, you know, we'll be talking more about that next week. All right, Kevin, uh, this much we do know. Hunter Dickinson, which I'm not sure was ever serious about Arkansas. A lot of, a lot of folks in Arkansas was very serious about Hunter Dickinson, but uh, he's made a decision. He's now going to Kansas, which creates a ripple effect in the, in the uh, Kentucky situation in particular because of Oscar Shibway. And he has his name in the NBA draft and has until the 31st. But I'm sure that John Calipari will put together another couple of million dollar NIL deal to keep him around for at least one more year. Um, But a name that has uh, gathered some strength, and that is Grant Nelson, North Dakota State. So what do you know about Uh, where that stands with Arkansas and Grant Nelson. Well, a couple of things there. Going back to Dickinson, this is something else I talked about yesterday in this this YouTube Live. It was serious for a moment. He had actually scheduled a a visit to Arkansas, and then that that didn't have – that didn't – you know, that didn't materialize. And I actually, on hogville.net, on the website, I didn't tweet about it, but I did say something had turned in a way that was not favorable for Arkansas. I never weighed in on again because it never changed. He never did visit Arkansas. So take it for what it's worth. Either there was some serious interest there. I think there was because they Zoomed with him. Uh, they were pursuing that. And, and if you get to a point where you schedule a visit and the staff think that a visit's going to happen, uh, maybe it was a little more serious, um, you know, at least momentarily than it turned out to be. And certainly Arkansas was not in the mix in the last several weeks. Last couple of weeks. Okay, having said that, Grant Nelson, you're right. Uh, he's in the draft pool, or excuse me, the portal, not the draft. He's in both. But how, how it relates to Arkansas fans, the interest obviously is going to be the the portal part of that equation. His name started circulating before he even got in there with Arkansas being a favorite. I can tell you now that Arkansas should be among the favorites, but this is another situation where someone's you know, in the draft pool, and the deadline to withdraw and maintain college eligibility is May 31st at 11.59 p.m. So, you know, guys like him, Devo Davis, Jordan Walsh, they have time to make final decisions on whether they're going to return to the college game or stay in. Uh, it makes things a little tricky because the, the one-time transfer rule, the deadline to get into the portal to take advantage of that for players is May 11th. And so you get, you know, all kinds of things going on this month that, you know, and then you've got, Ar- you know, Arkansas and most schools will be moving their new players in Memorial Day weekend. That's how it happens every year. They move on to campus, the new roster the next year, because summer school, the first session starts a few days after that. And, and players these days, they get, they enroll, they start becoming students, whether they're transferring in or right out of high school, uh, they, they get in those sessions while so they can build toward their credit requirements while they're also going through, you know, um, the the allowed NCAA practice time. So 
all these things are going to really kind of start falling into place, guys, in the next few weeks. But Grant Nelson, I love it. Love the player. 6'11", 4", very versatile, a good ball handler at his size. And we're not talking about just beating guys off the dribble. He he can dribble that drive into a shot like a wing, but then he can dribble down low enough and get to a mid-post or low-post spot, turn, and now he's an effective low-post player. He can, And I talked about this also very recently, but he can drop-step baseline and finish. He can get turn to the middle and get to finishing spots. He's very active. Um, and, you know, you look at the rebounding numbers for a guy that's got skills at that size, I mean, he's still a wide body, and you know he's a big guy. He's a space hitter in some regards, but over nine rebounds and nearly two blocks a game uh, at North Dakota State last year. First team All Summit League. Again, he's in the NBA draft pool for that, and and you know the fact that he's in the portal, uh, you know it may be a situation where uh, he may be leaning now towards a return based on some of the feedback he's gotten because he's gotten into it kind of late. Uh, not you know not too late obviously but he's beat that deadline but at the same time it, it may be more likely that he ends up playing college basketball some year next year somewhere rather than staying in the draft but we'll see I mean things can change opportunities change teams will invite these players for workouts this whether they're at the combine or not and so you just never know what might change uh, and, and change the thinking but I think right now I would say that Grant Nelson's likely to play college ball somewhere next year, and I think Arkansas's in great shape. All right. Uh, time frames. A lot of, I mean, I think a lot of folks, uh, you could help with this line of frustration that folks are feeling just if there can be what could be reasonable time frames. So saying that, uh, if you can... Kevin, put into the time frame as an example uh, with Ron Holland. What kind of time frame are you seeing things to play themselves out uh, with Ron Holland? Well, now here's that's the most interesting part of it, Randy. He's a guy that now, I mean, the spring signing period means nothing. He was already signed to him, and deadlines mean nothing there because he's already signed with the school. So it's going to be dependent upon when they want to announce, he announced he's decommitted. When does it become public that his release has been formally granted? There would be a process for schools to wait, you know, based on that, other than what happens behind the scenes. We know stuff often happens that are not exactly in line with maybe what the regulations are. I'm not going to point any schools there. I'm just saying it happens. Uh, so you got, and then he's, he's on his own clock. He, uh, is, at some point, It'll be a financial aid agreement, just like similar to what the transfers would do if he chooses a college destination, and then, and then that's binding to the school, but not to the player. And so if he can show up and come in whenever he wants. He's probably, if he's going to stay in college, want to get on campus with everybody else at move-in time. All right, hold on, hold on, Kevin. We got to hit a break. Drive time sports will continue. Kevin Bohannon, I'm Randy Rainwater. In a moment, we'll be rejoined by. Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net. Double B's is a great place to work. And I found my new destination. It's about a block from my home. I didn't realize it was right there underneath my I nose. that's why you moved there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's walking distance. There are 32 different locations of Double B's around our great state. And uh, there's probably one right around the corner from you. Maybe you'll discover just like I did. 
But uh, if you are looking for a gift, and this is the time, folks, not only Mother's Day coming up, but then you got graduation, birthdays, whatever it may be, what's a better gift that you could give someone? That is a Exxon or Philip Phillips 66 gift card. Man, that is the perfect gift. Give me a gift card. I'll be happy. It's not my birthday. I'm not graduating, but I'll be happy to take it. Um, and then you have the rewards card. And I heard today the lady behind the counter who is so, I mean, great personality. She asked the previous lady, and she asked me, do you have a rewards card? And I started grinning because I thought, oh, I'm going to be able to save some money. <laughs> because there's always the double B's monthly specials. Then combine that with your rewards card. It don't get no better than that, folks. And you also need to take advantage of some of those great specials. I'm hooked right now on the little Debbie's mini donuts. Buy one, get one free, two for $2. Then there is the 12-ounce Gatorade Fast Twitch. Now, Kevin has been known to buy cases this for uh, his travel teams. And this keeps those guys going between the... 12-ounce Gatorade Fast Twitch, and the 28-ounce Gatorade G-Fit. It don't get her no better than that. Uh, $225 is the uh, price, the monthly special on the 28-ounce Gatorade and G-Fit rather than $299, and the 12-ounce Gatorade Fast Twitch rather than $279, $225, and those nickels, dimes, and quarters all add up. It's Double B's, where you gas it, grab it, and go. It's Double B's. All right, bringing back Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net. All right, Kevin, you were talking right before the break about the time frame, and it sounds like Ron Holland, it could be the 1st of September or it could be the 1st of June. <laughs> or it could be sooner than that, but he, he's, you know, I don't think he's going to drag it out quite to the 1st of September, but he's he's driving that bus. He's the number one player in the class of 2023, um, you know, um, and he's, you know, he's at a position now where he's looking at G League Ignite. He's going to look at Arkansas and maybe some other options. But he's, you know, in other words, everybody's going to make sure they've got a spot for him, even if he wanted to take it out longer than the, the staffs would like. Because, they, like I said, at the end of the month at Arkansas, many other places, uh, players will be moving on to campus. And you're trying to, you're hoping by then your roster is complete for 23-24. So he's a little bit different. You know, you could pay attention to several things. That May 31st deadline for the draft pool. I mean, I think that for guys that want to come back to college, they're not all going to wait till that last minute. Uh, many of them will know by then uh, what the, what really they want to do. And if they, you know, so I, I, I think, you know, it's, it's unlikely that Arkansas is going to have to, uh, you know, wait quite, you know, wait that long for guys that are in the pool that want to come back. I've been saying for a while, and, and I've said it now for over a week, I think Devo Davis, where before I thought it was more likely that he would stay in, uh, I think maybe it's more likely now that he's going to return to Arkansas. We'll see what happens. He's, you know, we'll see what, what he feels in terms of interest for some levels of pro basketball while he's still in. Uh, Jordan Walsh, I lean toward Arkansas, uh, him staying in the draft pool. Uh, he'll be at the combine, but you know his evaluations. Things could change his thinking. 
I've got a source who thinks it's honestly a good source. He thinks it's 50-50 with Jordan. I think it's stronger, uh, higher percentage than 50-50, and I think it favors him staying in the draft. And folks I've talked to connected with the NBA and the evaluation processes believe that as well from what they're hearing. But, again, change his mind if the feedback's not right and he feels like he needs to come back. I think Arkansas obviously welcomes both back with open arms if there are opportunities there to get them back. Uh, and again, some of these other players, Arkansas then wouldn't turn their back on guys like Ron Holland uh, and or Grant Nelson. And so then you do have a numbers problem. Anything more than two things working out here, whether it's player coming back, player from portal, any combination of two, Arkansas is okay because I have two openings right now. Anything more than that, and I said a minute ago before we went to break, like Arkansas, if it's not two, it may be three players that end up uh, you know, some announcement coming that they, they're getting, either getting back or a new player, if once it goes beyond two, then there's a numbers issue, which would mean one of the four players who was on last year's team and still in the fold to return, or someone who's committed from the portal deciding, well, maybe not, I'm going to move on. Uh, so there's multiple ways that could work out with the numbers. As far as time frame, guys, it's just really, I kind of went on through it with all the deadlines. I mean, we are in the month of May. I think most, if not all of this, will be resolved this month. So it's not a lot of time left. When you think about the portal really getting going in early and mid-March, uh, there's a lot of time between there and this time in mean, a couple of months. And Arkansas made, a, made quick work of those five guard commitments in two weeks. But other than that, uh, you know, you're kind of waiting. But now there's not going to really be a whole lot more time to wait, I don't think. And, again, I mentioned Ron Holland. Maybe he could stretch it out longer because everyone's going to hold a spot. But, you know, my guess is he won't do that. But who knows? He might. Kevin, what do you think the cutoff is for positioning in the draft for somebody like a Jordan Walsh, a Devo Davis, to say, okay, is it first round or bust or early second round? Because I know somebody, Daniel Gafford, went early second round, got a guaranteed contract, which you're starting to see more and more of those uh, coming out of the NBA draft. What do you think the cutoff is for Jordan Walsh to say, okay, well, I'm going to come back versus uh, going late, mid to late second round? I mean, uh, you know, I, because here's there's a truth to this. The first round is not necessarily as attractive when you start talking late first round. Right. Or ability to negotiate a guaranteed contract, which most of the second rounders get now, because you actually can get more flexibility that do you know. If, an early to mid-second rounder sometimes than these late first rounders. The money's not a lot different. Sometimes they can match it. The team has more control on those locked-in first-round picks. So they they guarantee the first two years, which is great, but the team has options the third and fourth year, whereas sometimes you can negotiate a little different and position yourself if you bet on yourself and prove yourself to get to a second contract even sooner. It, it's weird how it works out, and you have all kinds of stuff going on in the second round. So I don't know that there's a cutoff. It's really not about a number somewhere in the second. Or it's not as much about that as what teams really want you, what's going on behind the scenes, right? and what guarantees are being made, and what are they telling you. That matters a lot. I mean, go back to Isaiah Joe, 49th pick, but he negotiated a two-year guarantee uh, for a team that at the time wanted him. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was it didn't matter where it was. It worked out you know, the way that he wanted it to. And so, you know, last year, Jalen Williams, you brought that up. He had a guarantee before he started training. Yeah. 
uh, and made any official announcements. He'd already had a guarantee. There was already one team that really liked him that had a bunch of picks, and that's the team that got him. <laughs> so, I mean, I, you know, uh, the other. So it, it's just kind of more about that than it is any magic number that you're pointing to. Well, if I'm not first round, then I need to go in this group. Yeah, not necessarily. In fact, I can point to this. I mentioned Isaiah Joe going at 49. There were players that went ahead of him, technically, that weren't didn't get as good of deals as him. And there are teams that don't have – it depends on the organization. There are teams that don't have plans to really grow their roster with their pick. And they may use it to get a guy they're going to put on a two-way. And they may say, look, I, we wouldn't draft you otherwise. We're going to go ahead and take you. We like you. We're going to bet on you and give you a two-way deal, which that's not – you know, that's nothing like any kind of real NBA contract guarantee. Those guys have to make minimum, you know, make that G League minimum, and then they, they're extra compensated based on how many days and games they actually spend playing up. So all kinds of things happen in the draft. It, it's not as simple as a, you know, if you're not a first rounder, everything else stinks. Not necessarily. And sometimes those second round picks are even better. Kevin, have a great weekend. We'll talk with you next week. That is Kevin McPherson, been on his hoop scoop courtesy of hogville.net.